This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hey everyone, I'm Alice, the social media manager for Jubilance, and today I'm talking with Alyssa Dunn. Um, She's an elementary school teacher in Jersey City from Ohio and now in Jersey, and we're so excited to have her on today. So welcome, Alyssa. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I just want to start with some fun questions. Um, What are some of your must-haves that you always have in your purse? So I actually don't carry a purse that often. Um, I carry this, like, big book bag. I mean, it's a nice looking book bag, but uh, when I do have a purse, I guess my essentials would be um, like the medicated lip balm. Um, Like I have to, chapstick, regular stuff doesn't work. I have to have the medicated um, sunglasses because I have um, really light eyes. So even the cloudy days will like make me squint. Um, and just, you know, money. I don't have a lot. It is very minimal. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> what is your um, favorite book that you've read lately? Um, so I'm very much into uh, suspense, murder, thriller. And so um, my husband bought me this book uh, for Christmas, I think, last year. And it was, uh, it's called Reconstructing Amelia. And I've read so many thrillers in between, but it's definitely one to check out if you want to keep turning the pages. Um, I wasn't a huge reader when I was younger, so I'm, I feel like the thrillers and suspense kind of keep me updated and keep me going back. Um, So yeah, it's definitely one to check out. (laughs) Yeah. Is that the same with TV? Are you just like all thrillers all the time? Um, No, I, I mean, I watched like, multiple seasons of criminal minds and you know <laughs> all those and uh there's the show you um oh I that's on, that's really good yeah I haven't watched so I, I'm not gonna like say any spoilers if anybody's okay. watching but because I haven't finished the second season um but yeah it's it's very interesting and suspenseful and you never know what's gonna happen so it's definitely one to check out um okay. Yeah, I started watching it with my sister and we had to stop because we were so freaked out by like New York City and like we were like, I don't really have blinds. Maybe I should do something about that. (laughs) Uh, My friend who used to live in the city said that they were filming in like their, the bookstore that they, it's, they changed the name of it, but they were filming in that bookstore in the first season. And so, I mean, that would be, you know, insane. So I'm like, oh, maybe I want to go check out this bookstore to see, you know, be in it where they filmed it, you know. (laughs) I'm terrified. (laughs) Yes. Well, and too, there's like people out there, and I I think it's like a Twitter thing too, that they'll, they'll post it, like they'll have crushes on the character. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, why would you fall in love with this guy? Why would you even, like, like him? Uh, but I think because he's so appealing when he's not, like, being weird and a creep and harming people. Yeah. <laughs> but oh I don't know. Gosh. It's like, that's weird. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh. Can you talk about where you're living now? Um, okay. so you're in Jersey City, right? Yeah. So I'm in, so there's. It is hard to back in the day there was multiple small cities and so 
then eventually kind of Jersey City became bigger and bigger. So there was like Hoboken Heights or something. I mean, if somebody's from here, you know, don't quote me on it, but there were smaller cities and now I live in what's called Jersey City Heights. So there's Hoboken, which is down. And then literally I'm up on a cliff and then we're called the Heights. So it's Jersey City Heights. So um, like I said, Jersey City, there's like downtown, which is really nice restaurants. Um, and up here is more just kind of homes and nice cozy spots for coffee and stuff. So oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk to me about the move from Ohio to Jersey? What was that like? Um, just like uprooting from Cleveland, like where I knew you're from. So, you know, ever since I was young, I, I never planned to leave even my hometown or, you know, be. I was always planning just to stay home, become a teacher um, and just, you know, be there, have family, whatever, and just be close to my family. I didn't think about moving out of state or anything. And um, then I met my boyfriend, who now is my husband, and he, you know, was auditioning. He's, I want to move to New York after like six months of us dating. He's like, I, that's my plan. He's like, if you want to come with me, you can. If not, like, I understand. And so that was like my parting ways. I was like, okay, so he's telling me now, which is amazing, but do I want to do this? And I was like, sure. <laughs> you know, like, I'll, I'll do that. And uh, about a year, year and a half later, he went on auditions and stuff and then, you know, got accepted into the new school. And we had already, but we moved in together like a few months before that. And then we were like, okay, well, we have to like pack up and move here. So um, I don't even remember what your original question was now. I'm like just talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, moving here, one, oh, your question was, what's the difference between yeah. what the are two? the differences that you saw? Uh, you know, just the city being the air is different. Like the qual the air quality being in the city is completely different. Um, I have a lot of plants around. You can't see them, but I do. <laughs> um, and, you know, just walking down the street. I'm used to going, you know, for a walk or going outside and people staring at you and saying, hey, good morning. How are you? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, good. Thanks to you. And they're like, good. And I don't know these people, you know, at, at home um, in Ohio. And then here you walk down the street and this like, everyone has their business you know everyone's got somewhere to be which is fine but to me I just felt like offended at the time I'm like well who, who am I gonna what you know um, and the pacing of everything everything is just so fast here you know oh what do you want what what do you want to drink you know people are nice about it but you go in for a coffee and it doesn't it, it's quick which is amazing but it's also like you know, somebody not from around here would think, oh, uh, I mean, just the way that they're, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's its very different. It's shocking when you first move here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was an eye-opener. And even my sister came to visit me for the first time um, last year. And she was like, I'm prepared. I'm ready. And I'm like, okay, do you have what we call in Ohio tennis shoes did you bring them or are they going to be supportive because 
we're going to have to do a lot of walking. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And we get here on day one. She's like, oh, my you know, feet. Her feet. <laughs> I was like, wow, it is a lot of walking. Yeah. <laughs> so. My mom always complains about that. She's like, um, how far is this like restaurant? And I'm like, how far? It's like 10 blocks. And she's like, Ugh. 10 blocks. Yeah. It's far. <laughs> um, well, and two, you know, I got rid of my car. Wow. My car. Yeah. Um, I kind of forget about that now, but I walk to work. I don't have to take any transportation except for the giant elevator that takes me down from the cliff <laughs> down into Hoboken. So it's only a 20 minute um, commute. That's so I, I can't tell my boss that I'm late because of traffic. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was, it was very hard to be in this world, especially I became a nanny first before I was a teacher. And so I started off and, you know, my husband, you, as you know, Joe, he's in this, you know, moving, going, meeting people, classmates, and I'm a nanny and I didn't have anybody around. So, you know, trying to mingle with people. I tried that, like, there's like a meetup website that I tried. And oh, cool. it was, you know, so it, it was good. But it was definitely difficult to be, like, the only people here. Yeah. As, you know, as we were moving and grooving. So, but eventually, you know, met people through work and yeah, lots of friends now. <laughs> Talk to me about Cleveland. How often do you get to go back? Uh, so I pretty often, um, about three times a year, usually it's the summer and then for the holidays oh, and nice. try to either spring or fall. I usually choose one of them to go back. That's a good amount so, of time. Like three yeah. Times. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I know that there's a lot of people that are like, I haven't been home since, you know, last summer. And I was like, yeah, oh. but it's pretty convenient the flight is only 45 minutes and that's awesome I'm like by the time I get my drink and my pretzels we're landing so um and then the drive's like eight hours um what's your favorite part about Cleveland I know you guys like have a heart for Cleveland tell me (laughs) um you know I you know Joe was actually in here and he was I like typed up some you know just trying to think of (laughs) you know some things to say and one of them was I just feel like our pride we have so much pride for Cleveland and Mm -hmm. you know we rep it and there you know we I feel like a city was like one of the first ones to have these like t-shirt companies to come out and be like you know Cleveland pride shirts and all this (laughs) stuff um and you know it's just like suburbs it's just family so it's just like I guess my favorite part would be the fact that we do have like a losing football team all the time, but we all show up, we're all there. (laughs) And it's like very, it's a community. Um, And obviously my family's there, Joe's family's there. So I think my favorite part is just, there's so much love in Cleveland. I don't, you know, and, and I remember my first time getting off the air, like getting home for the first time since moving here. And there's a Starbucks. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm going to go. And I'm waiting in line. And this woman is sitting there. She's got a Hawaiian shirt on and, and she looks over at me and she's like, so she's like, where are you headed to? Where are you traveling? And I had been so desensitized from people interacting with me uh. that I was like, 
uh, and I had to remember like, oh, she's like kind, she's nice, she's from Cleveland and she wants to chat and it's just a normal greeting. That's that so weird when you go anywhere else. <laughs> I find why? that true. Like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> are you going so, like, to me? Like, I'm like looking at her and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I just got it, you know, and, and it was really very sweet. So I just, I guess I, that, that type of mannerism I, I love about Cleveland. And obviously there's other cities and, and towns that do that too, but that's just what I know. And it's just, it's just nice. <laughs> yeah. I was in Cleveland a couple months ago for a conference. I was talking to Joe about it. Um, oh, really? Husband. Um, yes. And uh, there was so much good food there. Can you talk about your favorites? I had some amazing German food. Okay. So there's a lot of Ger like good German and, and Polish oh, food. Um, you know, it's hard because, you know, you're if you're in the city there's like a couple good places i know like michael simon has i think loa's there i tried um, the barbecue one you did okay yeah. yeah and there's a decent taco place that was right down the street from um this is this is town called lakewood huh. and it's kind of reminds me of the jersey city heights area if it was like more spread out less people huh. um joe and i that's where we moved for six months before we then moved here and so it's like a kind of little town that people after college moved to and you know it's just nice there's apartments and there's small homes and stuff um and there's this place called barrio some people love it and some people kind of stay away from it but it's just this delicious taco place it's decently priced and delicious margaritas so that's a really good place to check out um but Honestly, my mom's cooking is probably my favorite food because she's Italian and she makes homemade sauce and, you know, and then my grandma's on my dad's side, uh, pierogies. Oh and my I just gosh. learned how to make them. So what? That's amazing. Are you yeah. Polish? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool. <laughs> so not 100% or anything. I'm kind of like a mutt, but um, between my mom, my mom's mostly Italian and my dad has a lot of Polish in him. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. have, once I learn it, I'll make you some. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS. It's a daily supplement that helps you be you. Jubilance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of PMS. That means less stress, anxiety, and more of getting back to your life. You deserve to be your best self all month long. And thanks to modern science, PMS is now optional. It's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed studies. And it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. Jubilance isn't just a product. It's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilant Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. 
Okay, tell me about your favorite parts of Hoboken now, like, and Jersey City. Okay, Um, okay, so, um, my, I guess I'll start with Hoboken, because that's where I work, Um, and we lived there for our first year. I love this new place, it's called Alfalfa, Mm -hmm. and it's a salad place, and I don't want to sound, you know, but it is these giant bowls, like, giant bowls of salad and you can either build your own or you know pick one from them and I feel like in the city you have all of these other places where you can go and literally just get a salad to go and here it was mostly like bodegas or deli places or you know restaurants so they have these delicious salads but what they get you is it used to be kind of like a restaurant with like desserts and like a bakery and they kept part of the bakery part yes. and so they have donuts and these donuts remind me of like dough donuts in the city and they're just like these like delicious like honey lavender and like you know these uh what else do they have like fairy bread they had um what is fairy bread so it's some sort of term that australians use but it was like it's some, I don't, I don't remember, remember specifically, but they're, they use it. Uh, they put, I can't talk right now. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but they started making it for the fires in Australia. So then hundred percent of the proceeds go to the Australian fires and just trying oh, to cool. support, but I, don't, I haven't tasted it yet, but I keep seeing it. It's like fairy bread, but I'll, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. Okay. Um, and they have, um, like berry ones too. And, uh, cinnamon toast crunch ones what? And I'm like, so when I get my salad I have to get a donut of course <laughs> so um, yeah exactly yeah um I don't know if you've ever heard of Benny's pizza no I don't think so okay so Benny's pizza is you know your regular New York style pizza even though we're in Hoboken but the one thing about them is that their pizza sizes are the size of a newborn baby. Incredible. So like, it's like, you know, huge. And so if you walk out with a single slice, you're walking out like holding it with two hands or a baby. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you, if you haven't had it, you definitely have to check it out. Next time you're, you're around, come on over. Definitely. Um, and then for Jersey City Heights, um, there's this one place it's, you know, you, you go in there and you're going to know you're going to get a good meal. You're going to pay a little bit more money. Um, it's right around the corner from us. It's a two, not even a two minute walk. And um, you have to get a reservation because it's a small little place. It's called Cordo. Huh. And it's, it just opened last year and it's a little Italian place. Perfect. And oh, it's so good. <laughs> and they just post their menu and whatever ingredients they have that day or that week is their menu. Wow. So they'll oh, have cool. like reggaetoni and like one or two items that are always on there because it's something they can always make. Um, but they'll have, you know, a different kind of chicken dishes. And we had this like ricotta um, honey toast to begin with. And then we had it was just different types of pasta. I can't even pronounce it. Um, but it was so, it was just so good. 
and it's a BYOB place. So, oh, you know, nice. yeah. Um, but it, it was, it's, it's just really nice to have right around the corner. Yeah. Um, That's so yeah. convenient. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk to me about, um, how you became a teacher? You said like, even in, in, um, back home in Ohio, you were thinking about becoming a teacher. Can you talk about being like that thought process and then also becoming one here in Jersey? Okay. So, you know, I'm, first off, I'm a kindergarten teacher. So I, one of my, <laughs> one of my things I like to do with them is they hold, they, I have this cutout apple and it has like their age and the date. And it's like the first day of kindergarten, the last day. And one of them is says like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, and, you know, I always ask them and police officer, teacher, doctor. Oh. And I always think to myself, like, I'm pretty sure I said I wanted to be a teacher when I was in kindergarten. So I don't know how many people in their life say what they were going to be when they were little and then have it come true. But um, I, I guess it started when I was little and my parents split and then both of them got remarried and then they each actually both had boys a year apart. So they're like seven or eight years younger than me. So I became their babysitter and I would watch them. And sometimes I would watch both of them together. So my parents did talk and communicate when I was younger until I was 18 and became an adult and they didn't have to talk to each other anymore, but they were very supportive of me and they were able to. So I watched both both my brothers um, at the same time. And so I had to become that leader role. And then um, in the summer times when I was in high school, there's this um, summer program for the kids. It's called Green Box. It's literally like a green mailbox. That's a lock. You lock it at the park. And I was kind of like a uh, summer camp person that would go and unlock it. And each day would be a different craft. Wow. That's yeah. So cool. So, you know, I just got paid over the summer to you know, one day it would be kickball. One day it would be making like lanyards. One day it would be, so nice. you know, pet rocks or whatever. Um, yeah. So I did that and babysitting. And uh, then in um, high school, there was this really cool program, which I really feel like um, they need to do more of this um, in our schools is I got to, I got accepted in a, it's called teacher expiration, so teacher education expiration. And I got to, through the community college, I got to go and observe classrooms and help with lesson plans and grade and do bulletin boards um, in my senior year. Wow. So I, half the day I left and I did, I went to elementary schools and did that. And then on Fridays we would have like seminar and we would, you know, learn. And so that gave me college credit. Wow. And awesome. yeah, it was like, you know, for credit hours or something so cool. but it was something it was it was really rewarding and I'm like yeah. I wish that anybody could have a an experience like that to then be able to decide whether or not it's something that they want to do mm -hmm. um, because there's some students that like went through the program and then they decided they didn't want to do it yeah that's good to figure out and you yeah. figured out that you loved it <laughs> yeah so I did um community college for two years and then I was going to move down to Ashland University which is like an hour north of Columbus Ohio huh. um, 
but then I decided I wanted a car instead. So I bought my car and uh, I did the partnership through Ashland, which is still on the community college campus. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's and then, <laughs> um, so then I graduated and then moved in with Joe right, right after, and then he got into school and I didn't even have my teaching license yet. So we moved and then became a nanny, then became a daycare toddler preschool teacher. Then I got my license. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I became a sub because um, for some crazy reason, teachers need multiple years of experience before they get hired, which is, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I guess my nannying and toddler preschool teacher and then subbing was enough. Um, and then became a leave replacement for third grade, oh, wow. which third grade was fun. Um, it was fun memories, but I, now I'm a kindergarten teacher and I love it. So <laughs> that's kind of where you wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. I knew I didn't want to do third grade. Okay. Um, but I feel like there was something about my, you know, I always remember my kindergarten teacher mm. and she had this like blue piano, I believe. I know she had a piano. I think it was powdered blue. I'm not sure. Um, you know, and like these, I remember these puppets and I remember the play areas and yeah. she would sing songs to transition the kids from place to place. And mm. it just, she was very much like, um, like, a sound of music kind of woman. And, you know, and so I, those are the moments I cherish. So I try to, in my classroom, incorporate it. I mean, I don't sing very often. I sing to them, but it's not very good. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you incorporate like those elements, like the puppets or like, what do you do in your classroom? So I do a lot of like hands. So, um, my centers and stuff. So we call them centers and they're in their little groups. One's a, one might be a reading group or writing group. Um, another one is where they build words or it's sensory based. Oh. So I really enjoy getting them to touch sand and write words in the sand or oh. build letters or string beads with letters on them. And, yeah. um, because pen and paper or pencil and paper, it's good, but I'd like to have things that they can touch and build with, but also learn at the same time. That's so cool. Um, I use sand to learn to write. That's so neat. <laughs> Wait, what? I want to use sand. That sounds cool. Yeah. Go to the beach and learn. I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> they can imagine they're there. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I collect like shells and I will write letters on them, so then they'll spell using the shells. I, I love the beach, too, so I tried to bring the beach with me at school. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I do have some, some puppets. I don't use them a lot, um, but I'm more of a, you know, I tell my students I'm weird because the, the term weird can sometimes be, you know, misconstrued. People say, oh, you're weird, and I'm like, I know I am. And so I tell my students, you know, if they say you, you're weird, just say thank you because, you, you know, it's okay. <laughs> Everyone's so, a little different. And that's what makes you fun. I said, you know, if you're normal, then that's, that's not fun. Exactly. So, so, um, but when they say, when they say, Miss Dunn, you're weird, you know, I don't, I don't say, 
I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so that's great. It, it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and something big on our podcast is um, talking about womanhood. Um, mm -hmm. For you, I know this definition is constantly changing. It could change like yeah. 30 seconds after you say it. But yeah. right now in the present, what yeah. does womanhood mean to you? You know, I was, this is a question that, you know, I don't really think about a lot. And so it's like, you're going through and you're just being yourself and you're just doing your thing. And I think that womanhood is, I don't know, like it's, I feel like it's very much when people think about it, they're like, okay, like, you know, periods and this and, you know, PMSing and everything. And I just feel like to me, womanhood is something that should be powerful. Like I feel, I want to feel empowered. I feel empowered. Um, I feel like, I don't know. It's very much like you're, you're killing me here with this question. <laughs> That's you know? okay. yeah, <laughs> great. You're talking about like female empowerment and just yeah. like, going for it so but I also just feel like you know there you're right there isn't a definition I and mean, I feel like we are creating our own paths and I feel like the definition is a, your womanhood should be your own path mm. you know what I mean yeah and that's kind of like what you were talking about with being weird like yeah being you you're being who you are you're being your fun self um so that makes that makes a lot of sense I think I, I watch like a lot of you know YouTube videos that have like these women on there that say like, you know, I'm trying this on this and this is, this is, you know, I'm trying the new period product or I'm trying the new whatever. And, and it's just like at the end of the videos too, they just end up like, oh, well I prefer this or I prefer that. And it's just cool that womanhood now, I feel like we're talking mm -hmm. as before we weren't talking. Yeah. So get the conversation you know, out there. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, womanhood now is conversation and you can go to your own path. So I, yay. Okay. Yeah. That works. That's awesome. <laughs> it in my head. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, another question I have for you is if you just like met a woman on the street, had one minute to talk to her, what advice would you give her? Yeah. So, so I feel like that's a very open-ended question. So I, you know, very open. I'm going to try to, okay. If I were to you know, have a woman stop me and then they ask me for advice or I would give them advice, um, very generally, I'd be like, you can do it. Grind it out. You're there. <laughs> Don't give up. Stay weird. Stay positive. And um, I don't know. I just, I, I have this quote that I usually use. And it's not really quote, it's just tiny little saying, but I say it to Joe and I say it to all my students. I feel like three words is good. You got this. That's all you need. Awesome. You got this. If I turn to somebody and they drop something on the floor and, I, and they help them pick it up, I just look at them and be like, you got this. And I feel like that's all you need. And then they're like, yeah, I got this, you know? <laughs> so I think that would be my, my, I feel like those three words are so big. And so powerful. So I feel like that would be my advice. You got this, Alyssa. You got this. Yes. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to take that away. You got this. You got this. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Now, Alyssa, what is next for you? You're teaching kindergarten, you're off to Cleveland. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about um, your life. You know, I am in my third full year. Um, I'm turning 29 at the end of the month. Woo! Woo, Pisces. Um, shout out to all the people who are emotional. It's okay. You got this. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I think about it. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? What am I, what's my path? And my path right now is just to continue to perfect my teaching craft. It's, oh. it's a crazy job. It's always changing. Um, you know, I just always looking for new, uh, ways to teach the students. Um, and once I kind of get another year or two, I definitely want to do my master's, but I don't know what yet because I am satisfied right now where I am. I don't see myself being a, a principal at a school um, because I see my principals and I give them a lot of credit. Um, so, but I would never want to do it. <laughs> so my dad's a principal too. And I, wow. I look at them and I'm like, no. Good to I'll figure pass. that out. <laughs> it's like, I'm, you know, it takes a different type of person to do that. And I just like, I, I wouldn't want to stray with, from the kids. I want to be able to still work with students. So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So is there anything else you'd like to add to our listeners? I think maybe, uh, you know, I just know that, you know, the listeners are also talking about, uh, you know, PMSing periods and, and emotional behind it. And I feel like if you are ever struggling with period problems, you know, don't hesitate to, to reach out or talk to people about it because, um, I'm struggling with that as well. So you have to make sure you go and you, you talk to people because I, you know, I was talking to my friend and I'm like, you know, my, my symptoms are this, this, and that. And she's like, that's not normal. It's a little weird. So, you know, just, just make sure that you are verbal with, you know, your feminine issues because you never know if, um, you have a friend that's really going to help you out. So I guess that's what I wanted to add. And, thank you so much for being on. We oh, love uh, you're welcome. Sorry. I'm, I'm like, I get like, so like nervous. No, know? this was great. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah.